Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. So why watch that TV talk? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour tout le monde! <laughs> Bonjour! Oh, okay, so guess what? We are back for another TV talk, and we've got some pretty exciting things that are brewing and starting, and then we're saying ta-ta. We don't know if for good or for the season it's in the air uh now listen between our last recording and now the emmy nominations are out but some of these new shows that we're looking at right here Mm. maybe we'll try to give a run for that next year We'll come to the Emmys, of course, uh, later on. But first, let's dip into a series update. We are talking about a show that we talked a little bit about before, The Loudest Voice. Mm. And it's on Showtime, remember? It's really not a full commitment. It's about seven episodes. And at this point, the critic has reached episode number four as of taping. You usually don't initiate updates. I usually initiate, hey, can we update something? So something must be brewing. Something must be going on with the loudest voice. Hmm. Yeah, must be. Must. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now, if we go back a few weeks to what I was saying about episode one. I talked about the build of the show. Now, remember, everybody, this is starring Russell Crowe as Roger Ailes. Yes. Who is responsible, essentially, for what Fox News is. So in that first episode, we saw how he went from CNBC. I said saw like I'm a New Yorker anyway. Mm -hmm. So we saw how... how he went from CNBC to Fox. He pulled the wool over uh, the president of GE's eyes and so on and so forth. And they built up to the end ref where we had the explosion in that meeting. So it was wonderfully paced. They did a really good job of setting that up. And then you think moving from there, okay, we're ready to go. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I'm gonna say this. The first episode was written by Tom McCarthy and Gabriel Sherman. Now, are they the people who created this? Are they responsible for this? Yes. Mm. Okay, they're behind the scenes. Did they write any of the other episodes? No. Oh, that's a bummer. They're so they're just probably should the showrunners. So, after that first episode, it starts turning into really this. Here's how bad Roger Ailes is. Oh. And what I expected was, this is how Fox News became what it is today. Two completely different things. What they do, Ref, after the first episode is they shuttle forward. Okay? We go to 9-11. So it's like, okay, we're skipping. Then we go to the election of President Obama. Mm. And then we move forward even more 
a little more in episode four. So if it's not going to be about the development of Fox News, I don't care about Roger Ailes. I'm not interested in seeing how bad he is, what he does to a woman in particular, but a women in general. And this woman that he's abusing, uh, using his power because she wants to be employed by him. She wants to be on air and work in the news. Why? Why does she have to go to him? I don't know. I don't know anything about her other than she's being abused. So why are we watching this? Yes, we do have Russell Crowe. Yes, we do have Seth MacFarlane. Yes, we do have Sienna Miller. Yes, uh, Naomi Watts finally shows up as Gretchen Carlson in episode three. But even for uh, Naomi Watts, it's like, what? Is this why you hired her? I, there's not enough meat on the bone because I think they don't know what the story is. The story is how Fox News developed and all of the rest of that should trail behind it because without it, it's really an unfortunate and nasty thing to watch. Mm, okay, so there we are. I guess it's pending on whether you're going to finish this thing or... You... Oh, you know, I got, what, like three episodes left. Might I as well. You might as well. Yes. Um, and just, listeners, keep in mind that, let's say you don't have Showtime access and you're totally enthralled and interested in the story. Remember, this Christmas, there's a, an actual movie coming out with John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. And a pretty stunning cast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's focused more on the women rather than on yes. Roger Ailes. Yes, the Me Too, um, not not the Me Too movement, obviously, it was earlier than that. But in light of that, the focus will be on, uh, you know, Charlize Theron. Don't mess with her. Uh, moving on, uh, we all. you also got a chance to take a look at a series premiere called Pandora on CW. Now remember, CW is quintessential summer TV. Like they, they just know how to nail it. And the question is, did Pandora pan out? <laughs> uh, okay, so we start, it's in the future. It's um, 2199. That's the year. Okay. We're on a different planet. We see um, uh, the lead character, whose name is Jax. She's on this planet. She goes on a run up like this mountain away from her family home on this planet. Um, and then the family home is obliterated with her parents inside. Huh. <laughs> Why? What happened? She's then taken back to Earth and she is now under the care of her uh, only uh, living family member, the only remaining one who's her uncle, he's a powerful man, and she enrolls in space training school, in Earth Space Training Academy. And there she meets some other students who are all training to become uh, officers. Just mm. think Star Trek, just like gotcha, that. Gotcha, 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 And one of these students is an alien from an alien race that is hostile to humans. They have been warring, actually, up to now. Think, what, Klingons or something? Yes. Yeah, okay. So can he be trusted? A lot of people don't, but Jax does. And then there are other people around. So the thing is, uh, Jax is trying to get to the bottom of what happened to her parents, but can she? Is it safe? What actually happened? Is she going to become this officer? 
what's going on with her uncle, what's going on with the alien student, and so on and so forth. So, Star Trek. <laughs> right, I'd be like, what, what is this? It's like if Star Trek started with them in school instead of being officers. Gotcha. That's what they're kind of doing here along with this mystery behind the parents. Mm-hmm. And in that light, it just doesn't hold up. I mean, look, there's a way to do bad TV. There's a way to do it. Oh. Where we know we are all in on it and we're enjoying how bad it is. This, I don't get that feeling. It's kind of like, do you know how to write? Hmm. And I, it's, I can't even tell if it's the writing or the acting or both here. The effects aren't that great either. But I will say, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, if you really love science fiction of this variety, if you like the Orville, for instance, and you like Star Trek, and you just watch all of this stuff in Star Wars, everything with stars in it, <laughs> then you could check this out. You might just like to see what's going on with the story. Uh, outside of that, meh. Well, you heard it here. The official word about that is meh. <laughs> But I have a feeling this is not going to get a <laughs> Pearson. Now, oh ho ho, Suits has finally launched its spinoff on USA of Pearson. Yes, we're talking about um, your one of your favorite shows to talk about, Suits. They're now launching off into one of their lawyers who's now in Chicago. Mm. And this is Gina Torres leading the uh, the cast. And the question is, is this something that we're going to really tune in on? I saw some of the advertisement, and it's beautifully shot. I like how it's shot. Mm-hmm. It's weighty, and is it worth the watch? And question, question, question to you. Can someone pick up Pearson? without going back to watch all the episodes of Suits? Um, I'm gonna answer that question now, and I would say I'm pretty sure you can. Got it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could just start with Pearson if you wanted to. Um, and and I'll tell you before I tell the story here, watching the first episode, Ref, it felt like the best of Suits. Mm. That's what it felt like to me. And this is an example of a show where they know they're not perfect and not trying to be. So they they have some fun with the soap operatic uh, portions of the story. Uh, so that's what I enjoy about it because I am not a snob actually. I just wanted to be good. Are you ser- Are you sure? I am very sure. <laughs> I will watch some trash if it's good. <laughs> I'm still watching that show on ABC Grand Hotel. Trash. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, it's trash, but it's good good ish trash. Yeah, it's summer. It's a summer. summer watch. That's what I'm saying. So it's not about me going, oh, that's beneath me. No, I will get down into the mud if it's worth it, if it's fun. Now, Gina Torres stars as Jessica Pearson. <laughs> oh, you and love her. We know from Suits that she was disbarred. Oh, well, no. Well, see, yeah, we didn't know that. I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. So she's left New York. She's gone to Chicago. And she's gone, and she's now living with a boyfriend. But she's made a decision to work for the mayor. Hmm. Now, this causes a problem with her relationship with the boyfriend. 
because the boyfriend is like, you are messing up my my business because he is a lawyer and he represents certain people who don't like this interloping wow. stuff. Okay, right now, this is Jessica Pearson. So she's like, well, <laughs> okay. So my name is on the show and yours is <laughs> <laughs> And so he like goes away. He takes this job to leave. And she's like, oh, so you're going to just leave and do that? He's like, look, I need some space. I have a right to that. I like that guy. He was like, oh, no. okay, all right. Jessica Pearson can have a seat. Ooh, and <laughs> many people don't tell her that, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Right. And the way he does it is very matter of fact. He's like, look, you stay here. Do what you need to do. I'll be back. I need a break. Mm. Mm. Now, she also has her aunt and cousin who are living in Chicago. And she, before she took the job from the mayor, was helping her aunt. We saw this in uh, Suits, actually. Was helping her aunt with this big old problem with her um, apartment building. Okay. But she had to drop the lawsuit to take the job with the mayor. Mm Mm-hmm. So her cousin is looking at her like, you are not trustworthy. I don't know why my mother likes you so much. Oh. What's going on? Why does her mother like her so much? Mm, maybe we'll find out. Maybe there's more to the story. Now, in the mayor's office, she does the actual lawyer there, the one who's in charge of everything legal for the mayor, is the one who's responsible for her being disbarred. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Ten chun. So she is like, you hired whom? (laughs) She and the mayor, the the legal expert and the mayor, they got something going on too. What, you mean something, something, something? Something, something. Uh Uh-oh, that's complicated. So she, yeah, so she, but she's kind of like, you know, I'm working for you. I don't know that we need to be doing this. Wink, wink, wink. Mm. So Jessica comes in, there's that built-in tension already. And Jessica is a boss. Yeah. So she tries to do things her own way. Now, the mayor hired her ostensibly to do things that they wouldn't otherwise do. But this mayor in the Chicago politics. Yeah. Has a brother. And he has a brother, okay, who is um, who is not his full brother. I'll say it that way. And the parentage, you know, it's not quite clicking. I'm not giving it all the way. So there's something going on with that brotherhood, but he loves his brother. He didn't know his brother his whole life. I'll put it that way. Uh, Oh, okay. All right. And his brother is his driver. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. It's coming through. Now, that is a good job. His brother's a cop. He becomes his essentially his body man and his driver. All kinds of cops would want that job. So this is a great job to have. But there is one of the bosses of Chicago, one of the 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 barons of Chicago, mm. is, you know, the mayor's in his pocket. Mm. Okay? So this boss of Chicago is like, you hired whom? And the boss and the brother have a connection. So we've got all kinds of interconnecting pieces that all spell trouble. Mm. Will Jessica be able to win in the midst of this? Hmm. In the first episode, she does. But we know in episodes to come, she will not. She will have to learn. So she's almost starting over here. What does that look like for a woman who was on top of the world, who had her own mega firm in New York City? 
Oh and my gosh. Now, and now cannot practice. So. This sounds like the good fight. And matter of fact, now that she's in Chicago, wouldn't it be lovely? <laughs> Came across Diane. <laughs> now that would be something. I'll tell you this, we would get that Christine Baranski laugh. <laughs> that is guaranteed. And we would get the crossing of the legs and pursing of the lips of Gina Torres. Oh, what a lovely, lovely, lovely deal. Now, like I said, the first episode felt like the best of suits. It, the pace was nice. I like the energy of it. It had that kind of wink to it. But they did say, Ref, that this is going to be a little more serious than suits, oh. a little more dirty. And you can feel that. So the beginning is nice. I say if you are a Suits fan, check this out. I also say if you like legal procedurals, like if you like watching reruns of them, check this out. And we'll see what happens over time. I mean, from Suits, I trust them to do the good kind of trash. Hey, well, you know what? Gina will do that for you. Now, speaking of Suits... This is its final season. So I guess we can say that Suits is handing the baton over to Pearson. Again, this is on USA. It... Critic, you only have 10 more episodes. I know. Nine. Oh, nine after this. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Are you going to be okay? Well, I will be. <laughs> Not only because of Pearson, but also because of this. Suits is, it's time to end. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah, it is time to go. Um, the first episode of this final season, most, about halfway through, I was kind of like, okay, move on. Move on. And so it was interesting because I watched this before Pearson to go into Pearson after it. Because mm. Pearson, like I was saying, it called to mind when Suits was really was Suits. Okay. Uh, uh. Uh, now, what's happening in the beginning of this first season is we're picking up from the last season. We see that this firm is in shambles because Wendell Pierce's character, uh-uh. who was a named partner, Robert Zane, and it was Meghan Markle's daddy. <laughs> he is disbarred. <laughs> Oh my gosh, jeez. <laughs> All the black people disbarred. I don't like that. <laughs> well, not Dulé Hill. Okay, well. Okay. Uh, and now, but you may like this. The reason that Robert Zane is disbarred is not because he did something bad. He took the fall for somebody else. Somebody owes him. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, now, he also has guilt from something he did in the past to help Katherine Heigl's character. I forgot she was on that, yes. Yes. So, he divulges to her that he did this thing. She knows what he did, Mm. but that has been eating away at him, Uh. which causes guilt for her. And that's the reason why he decided to take the fall. He's done with the law. Uh. He ain't even in this first episode. I don't know if he's coming back. He should, Wendell. I hope they got you. Oh, we love Wendell. So, okay. So, now the firm has a named partner who's been disbarred. And the bar of New York is coming after them to get that name off of the wall. Ooh. Now, I didn't know that the bar could do certain things in this episode. It was interesting to see. I don't know if it's true, but it was interesting. Yeah. The tactics they used. They're like, look, we will shut you down. 
So then they look up the legal precedent. You can't do that. They're like, oh yeah, but we can do this. Uh-oh. 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 So the bar representative goes to Jule Hill's character and tells him, you need to get his name off of that wall. And then they say, your current managing partner, played by Rick Hoffman, Lewis Litt, the ever so ridiculous Lewis Litt, mm. if you don't do this, he needs to go. And guess what, Dulé? You need to replace him as managing partner. Oh, shoot. Is Dulé going to do that? Dulé is involved in why Robert Zane took the fall for someone else. Mm. Now, he didn't take the fall for Dulé. He took the fall for somebody else. But they were all inculcated in this. Okay. Then, at the beginning of the episode, we also pick up on a certain relationship that has finally happened between Harvey and Donna. They're now a couple. Are they going to tell everybody this? Or are they going to hide it? Uh-oh. Well, what do you think? And hide. why? Hide. So it was too much of that, honestly, in the first episode. It was too much. We got it. Like, I mean, we saw this coming from episode one. We're now in season eight. <laughs> Like, get on with it. We get it. Right, right. Okay. And I will say this. There are people in the firm who think maybe that Robert Zane's name should come down. Whether he actually did the thing he claimed to do or not to save the firm. Because they are having trouble finding new hires. In addition, at the end of the episode, the bar makes its last stand. And from then on, we know that they are on thin ice. They better do what the bar says or people will no longer be working. Now, Suits, at the end of episode one, started to get that feel. And then when I saw Wrath, the upcoming uh, episodes, I started to get that feel again. So as long as they don't dawdle their way through, let's just get through these 10 episodes. Let's do it on a high. They're bringing back, we know they are bringing back um, Mike into the fold. He left with um, with Megan Barkle. But he's definitely coming back. We saw that in the upcoming scenes. And he and Harvey, who is his mentor, they don't see eye to eye. So is he going to be Harvey's conscience or not? So I'm looking forward to this. I just hope that they've gotten the whole romance thing out of their system. It's time to go to work suits. It's time to be ridiculous. It's time to have people saying ridiculous things back and forth. And we'll be good. Critic. Yes. We're on Twitter. What? We're on Facebook. What's a Facebook? We're on Instagram. (laughs) And we are on the WWW. But guess what else we're on? What? We're on YouTube! Oh! (laughs) YouTube! That's right. We have our own channel. Yes, there you can find our episodes, some trailers, and a whole lot more we're cooking up. And we have a very, very special opportunity for you. That's right. If you subscribe at YouTube, our channel there, this month of July, you will be entered to win a custom watching plan from Why Watch That. If you win, yeah, we'll tell you, hey, here's some things for you, just you, to check out. We will curate that thing for you. Ew, why watch that? We're kind of nice over here, aren't we? We sure are. So if you're interested in that, and heck, you should be on the YouTube anyway, the YouTube. See how I say it like old <laughs> Not just a YouTube. 
Hey, on the YouTube anyway, at our channel, Why Watch That. Subscribe in July, and maybe you'll know what to watch from here forth. Ah, well, let's end this with a season finale. Mm-hmm. Or if you want it. finale. <laughs> you want it, man. Uh, you know, who, I don't, we, yeah, exactly. What, what's going on here? This is Big Little Lies. Yeah. It, uh, finale. We'll just say finale. We don't know if it's a season or a series finale. We'll say finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has ended. Um, season two is a wrap. It's done. Oh, only seven episodes, which is such an odd number. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got it. I've I've wrapped it with you. Um, it. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. So many things, but I'll let you take the lead, and I'll just jump in and annoy you. <laughs> let me say this to start. Maybe he should have shown a woman a little respect. You know what? Renata gets the award. This was the season of Renata. She that last episode where she stuffed the uh, Kleenex in that man's mouth, and then she says she told she told Meryl Streep, "Don't be judgy, judgery, judge, judgery, and judge. only an only an actor of Laura Dern's." Uh, yes, skills could make that work. Yeah, and I rewound it like three times. <laughs> I mean that. Okay, before we get done. Yes, yes, yes. It was Renata's season. <sighs> Let's do this. Let's go through the. Uh, what is it Monterey Five? Let's go through. Go through each one of them. Go through each one. Gotcha. I'm gonna start with um, Shailene Woodley as Jane. Boy. Oh boy, Jane. Meryl Streep. What Jane? Why are you even talking to that woman? I don't. That, that made Jane. Jane kind of took a backseat this season. She yeah. was the brunt. She was the focus of season one. This season, I, she made some choices that I thought she's a mama bear. She is a mama bear. Yes. I didn't understand why she allowed. She's also reasonable, though. I can I can see her. She's a, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely reasonable. She's a thinker. She's concerned for her son. And and the great, the really good thing about what the writers and Shailene did with this character is you really know that she is looking at the son going, what am I supposed to do? Literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't, I, if I go too far in either direction, it could spell disaster. And right now my son is a beautiful little boy. Yeah. I don't want to ruin that. And, and, but I know who his father is. The genes are in there. Yeah. Like, without really saying it explicitly, you knew that that's what she was thinking. I think that's the success of her character and what Shailene's work did. I also think that her relationship with old boy at the aquarium, Uh, (laughs) I just thought that was great stuff. And I did like the little twist where we saw him coming out of the police department. Yes, I did too as well. And I like the discussion after that. So listeners, if you do go back, if you haven't caught up yet, there is a discussion and I thought that was very, um, I thought it was handled well. Yes. So that's enough for her. Let's take ourselves to. Oh, wait, but we have to say, but her arc, by the time we get to the end, there is some resolve, shall we say. Well, yeah, I'm going to wrap up it. I'll get to that. So then we have Renata. Let's come back to her. 
Yes, please. Played by Laura Dern and her husband, Gordon. <laughs> Played by Jeffrey Nordling. Oh my goodness. Douche. <laughs> this man. And in the final episode, you see what he really thinks about what he's done. <laughs> And you see what Radana's reaction is. And you know, I told her to do it. I was like, oh, blow it up. Well, you knew what was coming. Yes, yes. I mean, I was, it was like, okay, five minutes into the scene, I was like, can you do it already? Because we know. We know what's coming. Right when he says what he says and we see what we see. Well, right when she walks through the door and she sees what she sees. Mm -hmm. She's like, what is this? He's like, oh, and he's like, like, it's, you know, he's won the lottery. Oh. I was in my stuff. Now look, she encapsulates this final episode with one line. No more lies. Mm -hmm. So as the ref was saying with Jane's character, there's resolution, everybody stops lying in this episode. And in Renata- The the five. Of the five, exactly. Yes. And in Renata's case, the lie ends with a bat. Okay, so we had garments in people's mouths. We had, uh, you know, ordering coffee at Starbucks and leaving. <laughs> she sure did. She did not get her coffee. There was people like, no, it is water and espresso. Do I need to go back there and make it? Right. right. Yeah, yes. And then Meryl Streep's like, you give me the coffee. I'll take it to her. We're going to the same place. I know. <laughs> and you know Meryl put that in there. You know that. I do. I know it. <laughs> okay. Cause you, cause you can see the extra, the woman at the cashier. Watch her face, listener. <laughs> what? No, seriously, you could tell that listener or that extra is like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> I rewound it. Watch it, <laughs> Judgey Judgerton. <laughs> and, and then let's move to Madeline, played by Reese Witherspoon. Oh, you know this was interesting. Her arc was interesting, wasn't it? So there's. Her infidelity from season one, we know, this comes out to her husband. Boy. He finds out Adam Scott playing Ed McKenzie. Oh, he did that so well. Didn't he? The whole time you're going, what is this guy about to do? Yeah. He's a very smart person. So you know he's thinking, he's planning. He even thought about doing something in retaliation. Well, see, that's what I thought. Remember when she gets that phone call? I thought it was that girl. Mm-hmm. Call in and she was about to find out. Find out, listeners. You'll have to poke around to get that. But remember, he's smart. Yeah, he is. And at the end, there was a nice, interesting resolution to that that we will not yeah. give away. Yeah. Um. So there we go with that. Now, let's go right to Zoe Kravitz's character. Yeah. Yeah. Bonnie. I have to say, I have to admit, this is my least favorite storyline this season. Least. Mm-hmm. I think that it didn't resolve the way it should have. And I'll tell you the one thing I did not like, Ref, that really stuck with me in the final episode. How they put what she did to Alexander Skarsgård at the end of season one, connected that to her relationship with her mother. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I didn't like, oh, I was pushing you. I didn't like that. I thought it was just too cute almost for the show. She doesn't need to say that. Oh, there's a ton of that. I told you all season they've been doing that. Yes. Now, did I disagree? No, I did not. 
<laughs> I just said, look, I'm looking at the acting. So we'll get into the writing because, of course, this is something you definitely nailed from the beginning of this season uh, in contrast to season one. Uh, now, I like what Zoe Kravitz is doing with what she's given. I liked her mother. I think that putting her mother in a coma, really, I didn't like that. No, it's very strange. And you have this actress who is tearing it up. Like, when you see that, you got to go rewrite. Mm. You got to do a rewrite. I mean, she's in a coma. Why? I, it, it doesn't add to the story. It didn't add anything. It didn't even spur what happens at the end of the final episode. Well, it gets her to confess without... Does it? I mean, she was on that road anyway before her mother showed up. Well, and by the end, we there's questions. Right, there is, yeah. There's questions. Mm -hmm. It's just, to me, I didn't think they quite connected it all in a way gotcha. that felt satisfying. Mm -hmm. um, especially when you're looking at the other storylines. Right. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the final one, Nicole Kidman playing Celeste. Oh, so. Who is going up warring, battling with Mary Louise Wright, her mother-in-law played by Meryl Streep fighting over Madeline's two sons who Mary wants to take away from her in mm -hmm. court. So we are seeing this battle play out. Keep in mind that Celeste is a lawyer. It, which kind of came at the end. Mm -hmm. Like she was just like, oh, 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 oh. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, I didn't buy oh, that. What I did like is the acting. Let me tell y'all something. The second to last episode, which was my least favorite of the season, I thought almost all of it until the very end was a waste of my time. And when you're doing that with this kind of heavy stuff, because they start going there. But Nicole Kidman's acting, look at her on the stand. Every thought, every beat change. Nothing is showy either. It's quiet. That's the thing. Meryl Streep gets on the stand in this final episode. Look at the two of them just dance. Well, this, could you? With the editing? <laughs> I, I can see it. <laughs> so I'm looking at them going, okay, I can feel how you two are just finding where, where you're going. One person's running, the other one's chasing changes. What? Look, this is actors who know how to read a script, break it down, and present. Mm -hmm. And just go. And and what I, I had a feeling, I felt sorry, actually. It did feel more dramatic to me from them in this final episode. And it worked from their perspective. I even for a moment felt a little bad for Meryl Streep's character for like a split second, and then it turns. Well, that's, the, that's Meryl Streep's gift. Exactly. It makes any villain or, you know, whatever you want to call her, uh, antagonist, makes, she gives such humanity to that mm -hmm. um, and vulnerability. Ex I just wish, I, I just wish they would play to that. Meaning mm -hmm. I wish, I wish they were, I wish the, they didn't cut so much. Mm -hmm. The editing was so choppy with that. They, they were, they were on Nicole Kidman when they should have been on Meryl Streep on several um, beats and I, 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 yeah, it, it, I enjoyed it, but there was a lot of things getting in the way for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can't see better acting than what they did. They 
did everything you could with the writing, every single thing you could in that courtroom. Um, and, and then you contrast to when Meryl Streep meets all of the other women. What's Meryl Streep with, what does she do with Reese Witherspoon? What's that dynamic? What's her dynamic with Laura Dern? What's that like? What's her dynamic with Shailene Woodley? What's that like? So look, you bring Meryl Streep in, you have all of these wonderful actors as well. And this is when, as long as the writing's not in the way too much, they can do their work. And that was, that was the best parts of this second and probably final season because the uh, David E. Kelly did say he doesn't see how they can do another season. No. Essentially. And the other thing is, Ref, in the final episode, David E. Kelly wrote it. As well as the mm -hmm. um, writer of the, the novel. They both yeah. wrote it. Yeah, now they wrote all of this stuff, but... <sighs> Looking back on all of it, I, I think they had the ending they wanted. Yeah. But it didn't require seven episodes. Or you could develop more story. Like, we didn't go anywhere. We That's didn't. what I mean. We didn't. We didn't go anywhere. We... The ending, listeners, we won't give it away, but you can assume what it is. You I know what it is. You know what it's going to be. I think you can assume it. I knew what it was. You know. And that's my point. They knew their ending and they wrote to it. Uh, meaning they wrote to it knowing we have seven episodes to get there. Uh-uh. This doesn't take seven episodes. It doesn't take seven episodes. So like the ref is saying, well, then you have to change it. You have to add things in that require this length. Uh, now, again, the acting kept this afloat. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is some stellar stuff. And if if the writing were even better, I think I think we maybe wouldn't even be able to take it. <laughs> well, and the editing. <laughs> we have to keep going back there. <laughs> we do. So now, now, there's a lot of things that happen in season two. And there's uh, behind-the-scenes stuff with the editing. Sorry, there's, there's some controversy. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, because... Andre Arnold was brought in to direct this season. Uh, Jean-Marc Vallier was uh, the first season's director, uh, but he came in along with others and edited what Andrea did. Now, that's in his contract, so we have to say that. This is TV, that's the contract. So that's what's going on, but he did, uh, I read, Ref, that he did cut down yeah, a lot of the episodes, which I don't, I don't actually mind a shorter runtime. I kind of like that. Mm. Uh, because it's over and it's the summer and I don't feel like I'm being bogged down. Mm. But that may be accounting for what you were talking about with the editing, those cuts, maybe maybe what uh, Andrea did, it made more sense when we had more time. Um, but the writing, <laughs> I don't think we need more of it. So, I, so I'll say this and then of course you can take over. Oh, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> so season two, is it as good as season one? No, it's not. Um, was it a worthwhile watch for me? It was, largely because of the actors. I do think a lot of how they uh, ended things made sense. Uh, not all of it was satisfying, but most of it was for me. And I, I just say, hey, do not do another season. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Now that wraps up our TV talk. You can check out all of these shows very, very um, readily available on the various apps if you have this cable package or you know you can kind of wait till some of them come <laughs> dripping and dipping into Netflix or who <laughs> maybe who knows 
But again, there is no shortage of television this summer. So please do enjoy. From us to you, bon appetit. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.